Welcome to Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. My name is Paul Roberts. And I'm his wife, Carol. And we are the creators of Growing a Story. Our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative. And inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. As your creativity cultivators, Carol and I are excited to bring you another guest here in 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. For the month of November, we sat down for some wonderful conversation with our good friend, Kelton Eno. Kelton is a language arts instructor at Kellogg High School, where she shares her love of journalism and creative writing with her students. We know you're going to enjoy getting to know Kelton, so let's get started with episode one of our four-part Dreams and Bones interview with Kelton E. Well, good afternoon. We are so glad that our good friend Kelton Enich from Kellogg High School is with us this afternoon. Kelton, good to have you here. It's good to be here. Um, we're going to jump right into our set of questions. So, question number one. Looking back at your childhood, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because I feel like I don't know. Her <laughs> looking back at your childhood and elementary school, middle school age, are there things you can point to that shaped the creative person that you are today? This is really interesting. Um, yes, there definitely are things that I can think of. But when I when I originally saw this question, I was thinking about my parents and my family. Mm-hmm. And my we I had such an amazing childhood. I was really lucky growing up. My parents were super active and we did tons of stuff. But one thing that we really didn't do, or at least my parents weren't, incredibly like outwardly creative people when it comes to art or like music or anything like Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. um I had a lot of friends when I got into high school whose parents were like that it made me realize that that although my parents were super active and we traveled a lot and we spent tons of time together and we cooked a lot and stuff like that that we didn't we didn't do those like very typical type of art things or I guess maybe more that they like those weren't their hobby things we Mm -hmm. did my mom would do a lot of that type of stuff with us growing up but I think Honestly, it was more in, it was in high school. High mm. school was when I really okay. sort of hit a creative streak. And that was primarily through writing. Um, mm. And I became part of my school journalism class. I was mm. the editor-in-chief of the journalism uh, of the newspaper. Um, and then I was also in two or three different creative writing classes, mm-hmm. which um, at the high school I went to, I was in Missoula at Big Sky High School. Mm-hmm. Those creative writing classes were so formative for me they were mm. very like it was like a drama type of feeling where it's like yeah. it was a home and everyone's yeah. a family and and did you always have you always lived in missoula mm-hmm. okay yeah well I, actually i i my family moved from minneapolis when we were six okay they were sick of that so they moved mm. to missoula mm-hmm. um yeah when we were six so then yeah i was there for most of that time but i was never in drama i was mm. never in choir those are just like and i never played an instrument those are like my mm. three biggest regrets of my mm-hmm. whole life mm-hmm. truly I played piano a little bit but I quit yeah I was never in dance I wish I had done all of those mm-hmm. things um mm-hmm. in retrospect but yeah. it wasn't until high school when I was really I was getting into more of a creative writing type of atmosphere mm-hmm. that I feel like I became creative in that sense I've al- I've always been relatively like 
artistic when it comes to drawing and painting just mm-hmm. sort of naturally I think mm-hmm. and I really loved my art classes and mm-hmm. stuff like that in high school but and were you were you a reader as a child then did you read oh yeah yeah, yeah. my my siblings and my family we read so much growing up that's mm-hmm. a good that's a good point I didn't really think about that my mom and dad read to us every single night growing mm-hmm. up my yeah. mom would take my brother and who's he's a year and a half younger than me. Okay. And then my dad would take my sister and I, because we're twins, and we read every single night until we went to sleep. We read all the Harry Potters, the Lord of the Rings, <laughs> I mean, every like series you can think of. Mm-hmm. So that was huge. And yeah. then we would all read together as a family, like silently, every single night. Mm-hmm. Both my parents are teachers, so mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. gives yes. a little bit and, of background. And, and what did they teach? My mom, um, she taught middle school geography. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, she was like a stay at home mom by the time that we were, by the time she had us. But then my dad, um, taught middle school and high school math. Mm-hmm. So they understood how important it was to like mm-hmm. all be together and read together mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah. that was huge. Yeah. That was huge. Yeah. yeah. And, and they were from Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis. Yeah. So my, well, my dad grew up in Minnesota. Um, my mom actually grew up in Eugene, hmm. um, but she went to Carleton. So okay. mom and dad met actually in their student teaching uh at this at the middle school they taught at mm-hmm. okay. um but then actually another thing that relates back to some of the, like the writing in my family is my mom's dad was the dean of the journalism school at, oh. at university of oregon oh. um so like the whole school's the, the journalism building is named after him so that was oh. sort of why i went towards journalism uh-huh. in high school as well which is also i was actually thinking of doing journalism instead of teaching. Yeah. Those were the two things I was kind of flip-flopping between. Mm-hmm. So so then what kind of stuff did you read as a child? What, or, or, who You got favorite oh authors? or? Uh... Man, I... Oh, I'm putting you on the spot. I read, so, I read so much. I read like a lot of, um, a lot of fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, we read all the... I loved Harry all Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. Kelton's younger than you and I. So <laughs> I so... We could be Kelton's parents. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I remember like the Harry Potter. I mean, we were yeah. like waiting on each book. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, so we you know, our girls were all say, into that. that. They, yeah. Same I, thing. And it was, or, or like, we'd all have to read it like in a night because then we'd have to pass it off yeah. to the next person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I can't remember some of my other favorite books uh, at the moment, but. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites as like a young child was the the Boxcar Children. Oh, I yeah. Loved, just like yeah. the thought of you know, starting your own world and coming up and being mm-hmm. and, and gathering your own things and surviving. Like yeah. I loved stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. A right. lot. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Are you starting or currently working on a creative project, but don't know what to do next? Do you need someone to talk to? Someone who will give you feedback and tools to get your creativity back on track? This is what Gromia's story is all about. Paul and Carol Willem Roberts, your creativity cultivators, will help you start, continue, or complete creative projects, big or small. Visit www.gromiastory.com to learn how Paul and Carol can help. Now, back to Dreams and Bones. Well, nature versus nurture, to what degree do you think we are born creative with certain gifts and to what degree are we a product of our surroundings, such as family, culture, education, etc.? This one's so interesting. 
thinking of myself, but then also thinking of myself as a teacher and watching yeah. my students. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we all want to believe that like everybody has some creative aspect mm -hmm. that they're born with. And I think that that is true to some degree. I think that we're way more influenced by the people who we are around and the mm -hmm. things, the content that we consume, like the more you read, the more creative you're going to be, the, mm -hmm. you know, the more music you listen to, the more plays you see, things like that. So I think that our surroundings influence that far more. But I also think the idea of being creative is so much broader than what we normally think of as being, you know, just like art and painting right. and singing and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that in that aspect everybody is creative to some degree because mm -hmm. there are so many different ways that you can apply that in different right. fields like whether it's gardening or whether mm -hmm. it's cooking or mm -hmm. um or putting a like a working on a car i mean yeah. you know there that's you know i talk about that a lot of how yeah i mean that is a creativity that would take me a lot to learn mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. some people are just know how to do it yeah. i mean they and not even really have to be taught right. they just kind of have a knack for that right. or, or decorating your room yeah or right like that. Like right I think, I think that there is a degree that we all that we're all born with but of course that expand so much if we're surrounding ourselves with people mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. experiences that add to that we can right. learn from mm -hmm. um, and that's something that I see a lot with my students especially as an English teacher like my kids who read a lot and who do stuff with their family and travel and and talk with their friends mm -hmm. have such a larger capacity to be able to creatively think or mm -hmm. you know just like problem solve mm -hmm. right. <laughs> than right. my students right. who sit on their phone mm -hmm. you know yeah like, right that's huge mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I think it's even just that exposure one of the reasons we did like our camps this summer is to kind of expose kids you have some students who you know they have a piano in their house and they can go and bang around on it well some kids they've never had that chance and how are they going to know if they can play the piano unless they can go and just kind of play on it or take a drum and beat on it and and yeah, just giving kids that opportunity to, or give them a canvas and say, here, here's some paint, paint mm -hmm. something. And because sometimes they just, it's not that they can't do it. They've just never been exposed to mm -hmm. that. And I'm sure mm -hmm. you see that, you know, even with your creative writing mm -hmm. and, and seeing, you know, that, oh, wow. Right. And, and I'm sure it's like wonderful when you get those kids who it's like all of a sudden the light comes on and yeah. they're like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or even, it uh, just reminded me of, of like, even if, you're exposed to a certain type of art. It doesn't necessarily mean like that's the way that you are then going to be creative. It right. Just, like it helps you in all capacities. Like one of the things I just thought of that looking back to that first question is drama and theater was such a huge part of my family, even mm -hmm. though none of us mm. did it. None of us right. were in drama, but mm -hmm. going to plays like oh. my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, my cousins, like that was such a staple in our mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And we would have the season tickets to the Coeur d'Alene Summer Theater and we have mm -hmm. the winter season tickets to the Missoula Children's Theater nice. and you would go to... Yeah. But then that was never something that any of us yeah. did, but right. it was just something that we liked to consume. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, get, going to a symphony or something, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's a caliber of musician that plays in that, but but yeah, to yeah. go to it and enjoy it and mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and that's just another form of storytelling. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, as a writer, journalist... Yeah. As a journalist, and then as a creative writing teacher, um, how creative is journalism? You're just reporting facts, right? <laughs> no, wrong. <laughs> um, that is actually um, one of the 
units that I'm going to do really soon is just mm. like the art, well, the art of interviewing, yeah. the art of writing questions and yeah. coming up with follow-up questions and then what you're going to do with all that and how mm-hmm. you're going to tell the story and what order you're going to tell it in and how you're going to hook the audience. And mm-hmm. yeah. no, I love that part of journalism. Mm-hmm. And I, it is interesting because you think that that seems so obvious. Like kids think it's so obvious. Yeah, and yeah. when they sit down to do it, Mm-hmm. And they start putting it together. They realize, oh, there's way more pieces to uh-huh. this. Than... Oh, yeah. Did you start out in journalism? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did start out in journalism because that was something that was from that my family had talked right. about in high school. My the creative writing teacher at my high school like kind of tracked me down and had mm-hmm. heard about me from English teachers mm-hmm. and just said like, this mm-hmm. is going to be a good person, sure. which is now exactly what I do in creative writing and what probably the drama mm-hmm. teacher does. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know the type of kid who would yeah. really like this type of class. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did journalism. I, well, I might have started at the same time. I think journalism and creative writing, I suppose, started my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. of high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you went to college, did you? I worked for the Hyman uh-huh. um, at the University of Montana, but I worked yeah. on the business side. Oh, uh-huh. um, Which was weird. I don't know why I did that. I just, like, wanted a foot in the door, and I ended up being the business manager of the mm. Hyman, which I did not like. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would have much preferred to be on the other side, but I just didn't, didn't have a lot of time for it. Sure. And then... Creative writing. I took quite a few upper level creative writing workshops, mm-hmm. um, which really has influenced the way that I teach creative writing at at school. Sure, um, the, yeah. like the revision workshop type of idea I really got from college. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mm-hmm. love that. I love uh-huh. like looking at each other's work and giving each other feedback. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And and uh, and tell us a little bit about. Uh, I think of you as an athlete. Uh, tell <laughs> us about your. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that's played in your life. Yeah. So, and that was when I was looking at these questions, I was like, I was thinking, gosh, I really don't in my hobby life. I don't do a lot of what people think is creative. Like I don't, it makes me sad. I don't do much writing outside of class. Mm. It's just something I have a really hard time finding time for unless I have motivation to be doing it. I don't do it. I do it with my students all the time Mm -hmm. now, which is one of the reasons I'm really happy that I have my creative class back again. So then I was thinking, like, what are my other forms of creative outlets? Mm -hmm. Sports and, like, outdoor activities is a huge one for me. Running is huge for me. Mm -hmm. That's, like, also just, like, a huge part of stress relief for me as well. But I love being outside. But then other creative aspects would be, like, cooking. Scott and I cook Mm -hmm. all the time. Scott is a really amazing chef. Mm -hmm. um, And seeing him in the kitchen is really inspiring Mm -hmm. to me. In but your then, garden. And, you, and that you, garden, yeah. which I only got into like during COVID, really. Right. Which, but I love oh. that so yeah. much. Yeah. But then I was talking to Scott about it this morning. Like something that I really get into the groove and I really feel like it's a hobby is event planning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mm-hmm. I yeah. love doing that, especially mm-hmm. like with the summers off. I, right. I like crave working on that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously the half marathon right. that I yeah, work right. on. But then a lot of stuff for school, the poetry readings that I've done. Mm-hmm. I just... I don't know. I didn't realize I liked that until yeah. I started teaching, and I love doing stuff like that, mm-hmm. nice. which I feel as a creative. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Huh. So that's kind of a roundabout <laughs> way of talking about it. There you have it, part one of our four-part interview with Kelton Enich. Carol, what did you learn about Kelton today? Well... Kelton, like many other of the people that we've interviewed, felt like she was really influenced a lot creatively by her parents. Um, Some of that was the traveling they did, 
They would read together at different times. Uh, they read through Harry Potter. She really liked the boxcar children. Um, so that really contributed a lot to her creativity growing up. Yeah, and I found it very interesting that they were very involved in attending the theater, but but they've never really done uh, very much in terms of performing uh, drama. Well, as we bring this episode to a close, we'd like to thank our Sacred Community Garden members for their support and let you know if you have found us and you're not a member, but you want to know more about Dreams and Bones, go to www.growmeastory.com where you can find out more about practicing the art of creative living with your hosts, Paul and Carol Wollen-Roberts. Join us next Friday for part two of our interview with English speech and creative writing teacher, Kelton Nienich, on your Dreams and Bones podcast. 